everyone, welcome back to Relax with Animal Facts. I am Steph Wolf, and today I am going to be learning with you about our furry, scaly, or possibly even slimy friends. And in today's case, it is definitely going to be a feathery friend of ours, because we are covering the oh-so-wonderful wild turkey. This, of course, is a very special listener episode dedicated to Catherine, Regan, and Carol Lee. Thank you so much for taking the time to write into the show, and I hope you enjoy your episode. To request your very own animal, you can go to relaxwithanimalfacts.com, go over to the Submit tab, and click Animal Submission. Now, many of you may have noticed that I did not upload for a few weeks, I think the past three weeks. At first, I simply got sick, and then there were some personal things that required my attention. It is never my intention to leave you guys one week, even two weeks, without an episode, and so I ask your guys' forgiveness for my tardiness, and I applaud your patience as always. A huge thank you to George Vlad who has provided all of the ambiances for this episode. I have linked his work in the description and I encourage you to go check him out on YouTube. If you are new here, I welcome you with open arms. If you are a returning listener, you know exactly what I am going to be asking of you. I have three primary exhortations for you. The first is that you put on a comfortable pair of running shoes. We are going to be needing those for where we are going today. And my second exhortation is to realize perhaps where you are carrying some tension. Is it in the head, the neck, the shoulders, the legs? No matter where it is, my exhortation to you is the same. Do your best to relax whatever you are tensing. It can be challenging to relax or to sleep when we are stiff as a board. You can even bring up some jello, choose a flavor that you like, strawberry or maybe green apple, and do your best to imitate it. Really try to be the jello here. And the third thing I encourage you to do is to give your mind permission to wander and journey with me into a forest in the United States where the wild turkey resides. For many of you listening out there, we are simply in home sweet home. The wild turkey is in every state in the United States with the exclusion of Alaska. So if you live in the US, unless you are living in Alaska, you may have seen this creature before. They are also present in some of the southern parts of Canada, and so maybe some of my fellow Canadian listeners have seen the turkey as well. Now, the name wild turkey is its common name. Its scientific name is Meliagris gallopavo. Meliagris is a Latin-specific epithet that when translated means something like spotted like a guinea fowl. The gallopavo part of their scientific name is simply the name for the turkey in the Latin language. 
And so an ancient Roman would have known this creature as a galopawo. This creature will range from between 2 feet to 3 feet depending on if they are males or females. They will weigh from between 5 to 20 pounds, which is a significant weight given that they are birds. Remember, the greater flamingo, those huge flamingos that you can see in different parts of the world, weigh a maximum of up to 8 pounds. And so another bird weighing 20 pounds is not a small feat. Their wingspan is between 49 to 56 inches, and their length is 43 to 45 inches. They are decently sized birds. Their native area is of course North America, and they will live from between 3 to 5 years of age. This creature, especially here in the western world, is very recognizable. Of course, a big reason for this association has to do with Thanksgiving. This is a holiday that is both in the US and in Canada, though about a month apart. But remember, here on Relax with Animal Facts, we are big champions of the ordinary. Many of us might be aware of the turkey's existence, but it is a creature that has become so common to us that we perhaps have really underestimated how special they really are. And so maybe we can learn some things you never knew about the turkey. On a single adult wild turkey, there can be up to 5,500 feathers on average. On males, that will include 18 tail feathers. The feathers have a quality of reflecting light and gives it that characteristic sheen that they have. And there are only two species of wild turkey in the world. There is one in North America and one in Central America known as the oscillated turkey. But in the North American wild turkey species alone, there are five distinct subspecies as well. The differences manifest themselves as a variety of color patterns. They may not be extraordinarily different, but they are different enough to warrant different categories as different subspecies. And in addition to having different colors, wild turkeys also see in color and have very good daytime vision. When comparing it to our eyesight as human beings, they have about three times better an eyesight. Their visual field comprises 270 degrees, giving them a tremendous field of vision. But just like us, their vision gets worse when it is nighttime. They don't have some kind of night or dark vision, and so darkness is not a friend to their eyesight any more than it is with us. So, it is going to be during the day that they do the majority of their feeding. These are diurnal creatures, meaning they are awake mostly during the daytime. And a surprising fact about them is that they are omnivorous. Many, I imagine, assume that the wild turkey is a herbivore, meaning they eat exclusively plant material. But while most of their diet, surely, is grass and grain, they will also eat things like nuts, berries, insects, and small reptiles too. I personally, while I have seen wild turkeys in real life, have never seen them eat small reptiles before, but that is pretty cool. 
They will mainly eat during the early mornings and the evenings, and I am happy that their diet stops at small insects and reptiles, because turkeys have some pretty powerful legs and can run up to speeds of 25 miles per hour. Now, that for everyone else in the world is 40 kilometers an hour, that is pretty fast, but that is just their ground speed. When they fly, they can reach a top speed of around 55 miles per hour. That's close to 90 kilometers an hour, a speed that I wouldn't have thought possible for this bird. Now, there are some turkeys that are domesticated, of course, and maybe this seems unintuitive because you never see those birds fly, but that is because they are bred to be heavier so that they can provide more meat and so they feed them much more than normal wild turkeys would eat, and they then lose their ability to fly. Mass or weight matters when it comes to speed and flight. They can, of course, still run when they are that heavy, but they are not going to be flying that 55 miles per hour or that 90 kilometers per hour like the wild turkeys do. So these creatures are pretty fast. That has already blown my expectations out of the water. A wild turkey will live on average from between 3 to 5 years old, and the oldest known wild turkey lived to about 13. 13 years old for a turkey is very impressive. And let's move on to some of that wild turkey behavior that we know and love. The first is that characteristic gobble-gobble. I remember when I was a kid and I would see a group of turkeys, whether they were domesticated or wild, I would try to imitate their gobble so that they would gobble back. And while my gobble-gobble impression probably didn't reach more than 200 meters away, a wild turkey's gobble can be heard up to one mile away, which is about 1.6 kilometers which is about 1.6 kilometers or 1,600 meters. This gobbling is the main way that they communicate, at least the main way a tom communicates with his harem of turkeys. So the males are referred to as toms and the females as hens. So when a tom starts to gobble-gobble, it is telling all other toms where their territory is and to stay away. And that characteristic flap of skin that hangs down over their bill is called a snood, an absolutely wonderful name for an anatomical structure. And the snood can change color, shape, and size depending on what they are doing and even upon their mood. Whether they are angry, happy, fighting, courting, that snood might be a different color. And that kind of color can extend to their heads as well, which can be white, pink, red, or even blue. So those fleshy facial wattles that they have and those shiny bald heads can change color with their excitement or with other emotions in mere seconds. That is so cool. We got little chameleons over here but they are not using these colors for camouflage or anything like that, but it is rather an indicator of what's going on. And communication is important for the wild turkey, as they are very social animals. 
And in addition to their gobbling, they can make sounds like yelping, chumping, humming, purring, kikiing, cackling, and more. One sound might be used to call their young, another might be used during the mating call. Each sound has its place in the repertoire of the wild turkey's communication. During the winter months, hens and toms will live in separate flocks, and then during the springtime, the males will leave their flock and go around to the mating grounds to get females, a behavior that is not exclusive to the wild turkey. When new baby turkeys are brought into the world, which are called pults, they will be born with feathers and can reach independence very quickly. This earns them the distinction of being precochial. One way that you can determine the age of the wild turkey, though with not the greatest amount of precision, is by looking at those bundle of feathers that are sprouting from their chests. This bundle of feathers makes them look like they have a beard, and so they are known as turkey beards. This gets longer and longer as they age, and while all males have beards, some of the females will grow them as well, which remains to this day a mystery in the scientific world. Perhaps we have a turkey expert out there listening that has made some groundbreaking discoveries as to why this happens. If so, please reach out to me. One interesting fact about the turkey, though maybe not so surprising, is that they can swim. They will tuck their wings in close to their bodies, spread their tails like a little rudder, and do their kicking. Maybe this can be called the turkey paddle rather than the doggy paddle. A historical fact about these creatures is that in the early 1500s, so the 16th century, European explorers brought home wild turkeys from Mexico, where native people had domesticated those birds some centuries before, and they quickly became popular in Europe. And interestingly enough, when English colonists came, they brought over their own domesticated turkeys that they had gotten some time before. Now before we go into the name of the turkey, where it comes from, or what it means, let's do our obligatory dad joke. Can a turkey jump higher than a house? Well, yeah, because houses can't jump. That is a good one to get your friends. The word turkey was first applied to it in English because it was identified with or treated as a species of the guinea fowl, and because it got all the way through Europe from Spain by way of North Africa, which was then under the Ottoman Empire, or Turkish rule. And so turkey is literally referring to turkey. Indian corn was also called turkey corn, or turkey wheat in English, for the same reason. I don't know why we didn't call it the turkey bird, or maybe we did. And so in addition to the turkey, we also called things turkey corn, turkey wheat, and maybe there are some other things as well. That is pretty cool. And now let's go to the review of this episode. This review was written by Snooze, who wrote all the way from Canada. And Snooze writes, Relax with Animal Facts is so good. There are a lot of O's in the so. Thank you, Snooze, for that very brief, pithy little review. 
I am so glad that you are a part of what makes the show special. If the show helps you at all, leaving a review is one of the biggest things that you can do. It helps the show grow, it helps more people find it, it helps the show get better, it is great all around. If you would like to request an animal, you can do so by going to relaxwithanimalfacts.com and going to the Submit and Animal Request tab. To reach out to me for any other reason, you can do so by sending an email to relaxwithanimalfacts at gmail.com or by going to relaxwithanimalfacts on Instagram. A huge shout out to George Vlad for the ambiance used in this episode. His stuff is linked in the description and I encourage you to go check it out. What an amazing animal we have covered today. I am again so surprised how something so common, ordinary, can be hiding so many little facts and secrets that make them so unique. We get so used to that which is common and ordinary to our experience and we are almost predisposed to take things for granted. But I hope today we have all disabused ourselves of that notion that turkeys are just some regular common creature and not some wonderful bird. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to this episode and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode with the next animal. Take care.